Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And I bet you're thinking, oh, they're going to talk about the Phillies going to the World Series. But there's more important things to talk about, which is Taylor Swift's new album. And oh, my kidding. God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just I was kidding. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I did not agree to this format, to the format of this episode. Flipping the script. Flipping the script. Wait, did you listen to the new album? I, I did. I did. Because it is a you album. It, you, do you think it's a me album? I think it's a me album too. And it's one thousand percent a me album. First of all, let's break it down. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's a you. First of all, it's called Midnight's, and it's autobiographical. And she said she was on Jimmy Fallon, and she said it's the first autobiographical album she's done in a long time because she swears that folklore and Evermore were just made up characters that she was just like bored in the pandemic and she just made it up. So this is. 13 sleepless nights now my god you're always up past midnight I, you're always roaming in the wee hours i oh i thought that i thought that too i was like it is perfect and a lot of the songs so that's the thing like i always so that's like, number one yeah okay yeah then a lot of it is about heartbreak a lot of it is about being wronged yeah. and like getting <laughs> your footing again you know what i mean a lot of it is like you fuck me over and guess what? Now I'm going to fuck you back. It's very introspective. And like, that's what happens to you is something may have happened. And then in the moment you're like, uh, and then all of a sudden, like two weeks goes by and you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Very, it is asterisk Natalie Eganoff album. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny. So there, I, I like to go through, I listen to her album, like when it drops just all the way, the whole way through from start to finish. And then I kind of like go back and I pick my favorite songs just based on sound and then kind of go and hear like the lyrics to see like what I like. And then I feel like it's easier from there to go from like song to song because I feel like sometimes at first listen, you don't like, I don't love the songs. And then yeah. after you listen to them a couple of times, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I feel like yeah. when I've talked to um, Swifties before, I do not like self-proclaim as a Swiftie. I have a great yeah. appreciation for her. Same, I, I'm the same. Yeah, I have a great appreciation for her artistry. You know what I mean? And clear, like clearly identify with her music. But I, yeah, she's so good. But it's funny that you say that because, so I did, I have been doing some painting. Really? <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. And I, in one of them last night, particularly, I put, um, yeah, I drew, I, I like put a lyric from one of the songs into into the painting and what's the lyric um the lyric was i want to get it right hold on it's me hi i'm the problem it's me no, wait that was <laughs> wait wait can you tell the tell the people about that <laughs> while you while i pull the lyric up because that was so funny so it's viral on tiktok and, and instagram where it goes hi it's me i'm the problem it's me and everybody's like adding really funny stuff and mine is me calling my besties after they don't text me back immediately and natalie is a notorious not text her backer so i'm always like hello and i had this whole thing that it's like a two-hour rule in between the hours of 7 a.m and 11 p.m if it's from 11 p.m to like 8 a.m i get people are sleeping but in the daytime everybody's checking their phone and so my friends like they call me the text police but but I picked up a handheld phone which was like I recorded it it was on my so cell phone, funny but it's like me on the handheld I device I was, like dying. 
I was dying. All right. I okay. Ready? Here I go. Yep. So actually, um, it's one of her. It's it's the labyrinth song. Okay. The lyric was never trust it if it rises fast. It can't last. Ooh, that's deep. Well, you know, I kind of have that philosophy, and it's I after what I just went through fully believe that it's very true you know what I mean like yeah yeah so that's the that's the one that I'm and that could be in so many things right it could be in love I feel like that way with people's careers too like there's a lot of people that shoot up and have that 15 minutes of fame and a lot of times it's a slow burn you know I would have given up when I you know 10 15 years ago I would have never same thing with you you know like you're in a little bit of a in in a transition phase right now but that just me like you're not going to give up because it just means that like right it's it's not not even it's not even about giving up right now it's more my next role that I have is more about personal fulfillment for me than it is for anything because setting out to do what I've done in my career and it's funny that this is another part of it too because there's I feel like people look at our work, right? They look at my work that I've done in sports talk radio and everything else in television and whatnot. They look at your work in radio and everything else that you've done over the years. Like your, your resume is like unbelievable just, and like everything that you've yours. No, but, but what I'm saying is like, people don't understand. It's like, it's so cool. I want to do that. It's so cool. I want to do that. It's so cool. I want to do that. Well, you have to keep going over years and years and years to, to be in the moments to get to these places And that's where it, like, if you're somebody who's listening and you want to do this line of work, it is, you do, it is, it's very much a slow burn. Like it's a slow burns, but yeah, no, you're right. And for me, like what's next is because when I set out to do sports talk radio, like I did achieve everything that I wanted to achieve there. I got a chair on the highest rated talk show in the city of Philadelphia that yep. happened to be on television. I covered the Eagles when they were in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I was on yeah. the stage for that. Like I had all that fulfillment being there and doing all that and like kind of achieving all that. So now it's like, now I'm like next for me, I want to make sure that the job's right. And I'm like personally fulfilled because it's a grind too, you know? Yeah. It's a grind, it's a grind and-, and people don't realize that. Do you remember when we had my friend Alex Gervasi on last year. Oh, love her. And, love yeah. Her. We should and, catch um, up with her. <laughs> we, uh, I, well, I'm going to go see when I'm, I'm in, L, I'm going to LA next week. That's a whole other thing. Cause I think I might be in LA for the last couple oh, of yeah. World Series. We, but we um, were just going over the calendar. <laughs> we were going over the calendar because I am there like the fourth through the eighth. I'm coming, I'm going specifically to see Harry Styles. I'm going to see Harry on, on Monday, the seventh, and I'm coming back early the eighth because it's election day. And obviously I don't want to miss that. Um, but anyway, I'm the, I'm going to see, um, Alex cause I, we, she and I were texting. So we're going to, we're going to meet, but when something that she said when she was on our episode was that because she was in radio and that's how she and I know each other. And she had um, a horrible time in regards to like toxic bosses and they ended up letting her go. And she took some time and she said what she did was she wrote down what, how she wanted to feel going to work every day. Well, and that's, that's honestly what I'm curating for myself right now and asking questions to make, to make sure that I am in a good spot because I do know, I do know what I bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, 
you know, you have to make sure the company is aware of that too. And especially yeah. when you, and then when you're advocating for yourself, it's always one of one, you know what I mean? You're going to be your own best advocate. And she's right that I remember when she said that I loved her episode. If you'd like to yeah. go back and listen, she was one of our first guests on the lipstick. Yeah. Week. And she is a Philly girl. She grew up in South Jersey, but she was in radio and lived everywhere. And kind of what you said, I mean, she was doing middays at kiss in Los Angeles. Like the number one, one of the top billing stations in the country, middays, everybody drives in LA. Like it, it was a massive, and then she said, but it was very toxic and it ruined her mental health and she needed to be able to do something else. And, yeah, and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame that the industry and, you know, this is all recent for her as, you know, as well, that they're still, it's still operating at that level, right. Where it hasn't caught up to understanding to understand yeah. that I'm hoping that it'll change. Right. Like, I think that as a whole radio needs new, like fresh blood as like the hundred percent yeah, as the decision makers, like, right. Because it's like, it's a different world that we're living in now. A hundred percent. Thousand percent. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a different way. It's a softer world, if you will. It's yeah. a kinder, more world. world. But it, it is, it's important when you mention about the grind because on Twitter on after the Phillies won, like there was a couple people that were coming at me, people that don't even follow me, but clear, clearly like, like to check up on me. And this one guy was like, remember when you said that's that, a great no, sign on Twitter. That's I a, I'm, know. I'm sorry, but that's a good sign for you. That's what I said. And so this one lady's like, Oh, please. We know that you were hating on the players. I go player. Like I told you JT Riamuto, I don't like them. And so finally I said to her, I'm like, lady, you don't even follow me or know who I am in person. I go, just because I don't like a player doesn't mean I can't root for the team. Then this other guy, of course, his bio was like loving father, married to a wonderful woman. Right. And so he's going on and on. And finally I go, dude, scram, you're killing my vibe. Go celebrate the Phillies and, and enjoy your family. Like, I was like, oh my God, but these people don't get like, it's fascinating that they think that they know more than us or that they're mad. They don't have a platform. It's like, you didn't do the work. You're just faceless people on Twitter. Well, and I had to, you know, years ago, and as this industry has been going on, I, you know, there's people who I think they think it's so easy. Right. And like, you you can sit down at a microphone and, and you know in speaking of sports talk in Philadelphia I would like to say that Angelo Cataldi is announcing his um retirement replacement and his show you know he's been on the airwaves in Philadelphia for 30 plus years. well actually by the time this is posted we'll probably already know who it is so yeah so we'll know who it is can't comment I, on it because we don't know no, because we don't know, but I would just like to say that was where I got my start and the ground. Yeah. And um, I, it's, it's like, I can't believe that I remember the day I sat down for the first time on his radio show and opened that microphone and he, I had an assignment for my segment and I, my voice was shaking and I didn't like, I, I was excited to talk, but you know, I wasn't that good yet. And it's like how far I've come just in the craft yeah. and, and being, being a conversationalist and being able to pull information and, and inform people. It's like that, you know, cause people do say to me, you were, when you, you were good when you were on the radio, like, why did, you know, why did you leave? And I'm like, well, 
I'll get into that someday, but yeah. you know, why did you leave? And it's like, well, because it's like, I, I wasn't where I was supposed to be anymore. You know what I mean? But like, I, I had to go for myself. And if in I the just, words of, in the words of Taylor Swift, you needed an exile. I needed an exile. And it's like, mm-hmm. and it's like, but you, that came after 12 years of work to that yeah. point. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. I go off on a tangent. I'm getting all emotional. Cause I, I was reading about Angelo earlier and yeah. I have so many pictures. I'm, I'm, many, I'm excited to see who, who they're going to put. So, so many fun memories of him. But there, um, there is a tie in yeah. of Taylor Swift and the Phillies going to the world series. Oh my God. Yes. This thing, yeah. the national anthem in 2008. And it's so crazy because when you see those, like 2008 doesn't seem that long ago, but then it, it really is a long time ago. And you were at all the games. I was at all the so games. Walk us through that. And it's interesting for me because talk about a slow burn. Like this was not a slow burn. This was, there were 7,000 people at the stadium less than a month ago. And now they're going to the world series. Like it is so different than the Super Bowl season where we knew like we, ha- it was the build up, the build up, the build up. All of a sudden we're like, wait, we got to wait, we got to buy new Phillies gear. Wait, what? Yes. Like, <laughs> it is so weird. I mean, half the, like, I, I, you know, I stand by what I said. Like if you, if we walked into target right now and asked people to name five people on the team that, and not Bryce Harper, they'd be like, um, um, like it just happened so fast. We're like, people forget that, that 2008 year, 2009, all those guys were together for a few years before that Jimmy and Ryan and chase and Shane. Yeah. Like, this group there was, it, it, yeah yes, yeah so it what's interesting is in um because 2000 so it was 2007 was when they won the yes was when they were going back um was when they won the NLDS yeah so there was like and then 2008 was when they won the world series and then it was they the, went back in 2009 was, yeah that was NLCS yeah 2009 world series then the decline from them but Um, yeah, you felt like there was a rise from there. And what's interesting is that group of Phillies, you know, Rollins and Utley and Howard, they also all came up together. This team, I feel like is one that, especially because of all of their, um, my God, the managerial issues over the years, um, offensively, you know, losing chase for the majority of the season, he was injured most of this season. I've like it's unbelievable now what we're witnessing from him wait who was what who was wait, what did i say chuck you said chase. chase i was like all right can you tell that chase utley is my favorite baseball player of all time that <laughs> i understand that he lives in london but for the love of god i hope that they're flying him in he's the representative of major league baseball in europe you mean to tell me you can't take a five and a half hour flight to throw out the first pitch and show up take a picture in the press box what the hell is he doing i don't i look i i don't know but i but before i go on any more chase utley tangents (laughs) because that'll just send me on i'll be on mars with that um no but like bryce his season him being injured i can't believe i said chase that's so funny him being injured uh and then like for the majority of the season and then you have like the you know the Bryson Stotts and the uh Kyle Schwarbers and the you know all these other the Alec Bohms who are coming to like step literally this is the definition of stepping up to a plate this is when you hear it metaphorically in life it's a baseball reference clearly right it's like time to step up to the plate it's time to like dig your 
ankles in and get near stance and hit that goddamn ball. And like, that's what we're seeing from the Phillies. And I, can I tell you, Nicole, I'm sorry, I'm so excited about this. Like I was saying earlier in 2018, when the Eagles went, I was working every yeah. day. I was in the press box at every game and I got to be in the locker room after every game. And I was at every home game, that magical season. It was amazing, but I was still working. This is the first time in my entire life that I've ever like been able to kind of attend the games and these, so, and these insanely important games, like as a fan. So, which is incredible. Oh my God. So like I'm watching the this group of guys and I'm just like I can't believe because they I felt like they came out of nowhere like they came out of nowhere literally yeah they're comparing them not necessarily but I like that there's a lot of like the dates are correlating with the 1980 team and how they won and they like ushered in a new era of Phillies baseball and I feel like that's what this team this is what we needed we needed a new era ushered in thank God is doing it. Hopefully the farm system will shake itself out. We'll build on the young because a lot of these guys are young. We'll be able to build on like a lot of the young guys on the team. And, you know, Bryce Harper, he's here. We just got him too. Like think, isn't it? When you think well, that's what's that, really crazy. When you think like they're all, all these guys are really new. It's not like there was, I mean, Reese is the longest tenured one. And, but Bryce and, and so, yeah. And, and I will say, you know, the thing about Bryce is that and I don't know if we talked about this before, but I was talking about it with, with our friend Marissa at work and just how like his PR team is so good. Right. And real sports people, like people like us who are like pretty with it in the business, we're like, is he pandering? Like, does he actually like it here? And, you know, I could go off on a tangent about how I went through his Instagram followers today. And it was very difficult as I gasped, as I scrolled. And that's a whole other conversation about how, like before 2020, we didn't really know anything about our athletes. And now we know everything and it's really hard. And our, obviously our friend Tyrone was like, you have to separate the art from the artist, like separate. He's like, especially in the playoff. Well, what's funny is Tyrone, well, Tyrone and I, we had that conversation a lot when it comes to music, because he and I both my God, when I was on the show with him, we would talk about music all the time. And yeah, things would come out about your favorite artists. Like that's what we would say. I'd be like, I'm devastated. You know, like somebody like he, or Kelly. Yes. I was going to, I'm trying to think of a lyric, but like, yeah. How do you, how do you reconcile that? No. So you're right. It is interesting, but go on. What were you saying about Bryce? But I was saying about the thing about Bryce though, is that he met the moment. Like Ben Simmons didn't meet the moment. Carson Wentz didn't meet the moment. Markel Fultz didn't meet the moment, but Bryce met the moment, like literally the moment, like you paid him the three. Yeah. yeah, You paid him the $330 million for that home run. And that was, he stepped up to the plate and I, I was standing there and you know, I could see him. My seats were incredible again. I'm so fortunate and I could see him and I'm, as he's stepping up and I'm like, all right, like, this is what, this is what it's all about. Like, this is the world series on the line, you know? And yeah, when he hit that ball, I can't tell you what it was like being and watching it just keep going. It went, and and when it went out of the park, like I just, when it hit the stands, like nobody, you couldn't even like think straight because yeah, I couldn't think straight because it's like, oh my God, like, yes, it's, it's this moment of like, 
it's this weird like personal triumph too right it's because like you believe in somebody so much especially here in philadelphia yeah. especially phillies fans because i i always said did we talk about this before the phillies are the heart of the city the eagles are the dna the the flyers are the what did we say the nervous system and the um Sixers are like the uh something. Wait, I'm gonna remember it. Hold on. I never heard of this before. I I made it up. I feel like oh, that's like okay. Kind well, of, yeah, okay, that's well. kind of like the core of the core of like the fan base, but I don't know. I just everybody was so happy. Like, yeah, being so many happy people together it was like, oh my god. Which You're, is amazing. Not- and we and we haven't had that in a really, really, really long time. But it is weird because did you go to Broad Street? Um, uh, yeah. So we left the stadium, my friend Ashley and I, and we walked up broad and then we went to broad and chunk. And then I was like, I don't know if I can get all the way to city hall tonight. And I yeah. really like pasta. So then I went to Stogie Joe's and celebrated there Ooh, with the yeah, Sinatra we still singer. Need, we still need to go there. <laughs> A couple of friends of mine went there and they were just saying how it was different because the Super Bowl was not that long ago. And like, even though 2008, from 1993 to 2008 was absolutely nothing. So to so to go from 2008 to then 2017 to now, I mean, technically 2009 too, even though we didn't win, but she was just saying like, it was obviously exciting and people were losing their minds, but she was like, it still felt different. Like, oh, like this must be what Boston felt like or Chicago or, you know what I mean? Like when you win, and you're just like, oh, I remember. And she goes, it could be because I experienced all the moments. Like somebody who's 21 is going to view it differently than someone who's 32 because the 32 year old, we have been in it. You well, know what so, I mean? For that. And my brother, um, my brother was at Temple when the Eagles won, but when the Phillies won, he was like, I was like 11. You know, so his. Right, right. So. so- I- he told me, he said, it feels different this time around. I was like, well, Bill, it's awesome because you're an adult now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like we were adults. We were yeah. adults the whole time. Yeah. So like, it is, it is, it's different, you know, yeah. like, but, but cool, obviously. Um, and I think because it literally came out of nowhere, it feels just. Now, did you, you missed the parade in 08, didn't you? I did. Because I was a receptionist at Sparks and everybody took off and I couldn't because I, somebody had to man the phones. So I couldn't go to the parade. Now there's a part of me, did you see Jordan Mylotta on Twitter today? So um, speaking of, and t- piggying back off of Bryce, I want to kind of talk about Nick Sirianni too, because we should touch on the Eagles, but um, yeah, well, and we should still talk a little bit about the Sixers because they just lost again. Yes. And but I you do. Know what? Let's not talk about the Sixers. We're going to talk about the Sixers after the World Series because Natalie and I have something brewing. No pun intended. I was going to say literally. <laughs> so break out your cauldrons. Yes. Break out your cauldrons. Um, okay. So I, back to Bryce. Oh, yeah. So back to Bryce Harper. So Bryce, how you said that he came in and embraced the city. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking about Nick Sirianni today and how he's done a really great job doing that too. And again, 
now that the Phillies are in the World Series, nothing is wrong in my world. Like, right. I'm like, everything's great. The sky is bluer. Like, wait, did Jordan Mylotta say something else again on Twitter? Oh, wait. Yeah, no, no, no. That's right. So Jordan Mylotta said that um, he has got every Phillies game he's gone to, they've lost. So he's not going to any of the World Series games. Oh, that's but funny. I was saying, and there's all these like fun superstitions, I think, that people have especially yeah. when it comes to the world series in the playoffs do you think that like it's a sign that maybe you might miss the parade now this is where my brain is going right do you think it's a sign that maybe you might miss the parade that they're gonna win no the because <laughs> i the trip was planned like, she missed a she missed the world series parade before yeah maybe but like i sign. wouldn't have known we wouldn't have known when the parade was like you know me i love signs but i don't think that that is a sign okay all right look i'm reading i'm reading everything Yeah, because i was on i was on broad street the night they won i was member tavern on broad yes oh my it was like yeah when they won in 2008 i was watching we were watching the game at tavern on broad and then ran out into broad street so i was on broad street celebrating but yeah i i'm going to la on the fourth and i'm not coming back until tuesday the 8th so they could win and I could miss it. I honestly think that the parade is going to, ha- the, the parade won't be on a Monday, I don't think. And it's not going to be on Tuesday because that's election day. It has to either be Damn like politics nine- interfering with my fun. And they're going to they want to give, they're going <laughs> to want a lot of people to come. So they're going to give people time to plan it. You know, they want people from Reading to like be able to feel comfortable getting SEPTA tickets and taking the train. Like they're going to want to give people time to like come in. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. That's you know? the whole thing too. But wait, the thing with Jordan Mailata though is how he was on Broad Street celebrating when they won and Steve Keeley from Fox was like, yo, yo. And Jordan's like, how about, hello, how are you? I'm Jordan. Like, I like that. He was like, let's have a little manners. It was great. Well, that's, it's, it's also, it's true, right? Yeah. Like, don't grab at me, Steve Keeley. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So he said that. So I'm, that's what I wanted to say is now. So Jordan, my is like, I'm out. He's superstitious. And I was thinking about like superstitions today. So I'm just going to say now, if, if this happens and you somehow miss the parade, then that's then 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 you're right then and then for the for eternity now nicole if the phillies are going to the world series we'll have to like make sure that you have a trip <laughs> planned or something <laughs> a trip or a job a, a trip, trip or a or job, job <laughs> that um, is hilarious yeah but wait you were talking about nick sirianni oh, speaking of, before you yeah. talk about nick sirianni speaking of superstitions i had no idea about this but i was at my parents on monday and we were watching live with kelly and ryan and denzel washington's son john david was on yeah so he's an actor he was he was actually he played for the he played in football in college and played for the rams but then he was in ballers and he's been in a couple things now he's in a in a broadway play and he is a massive eagle fan he's in such a huge he he became an eagle fan because he was he was when he was 11 Denzel was in Philadelphia shooting Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and he they met Randall Cunningham and he said he never saw a quarterback that looked like him there was no black quarterbacks back then and and Randall was so wonderful and took so much time and gave him gloves and talked about being a football player and he became a huge Eagles fan and he said that he was so is so superstitious that in the 2017 season the one game he watched they lost so he didn't watch any games 
until the Super Bowl. He's like, they were playing Brady. And I mean, I watched the Super Bowl, but like, I didn't watch any of the playoffs. Like he was like talking like a true Philadelphian. It's hilarious. It's, it's really funny. And I, I, you know, I think especially again for Philadelphia now for this city, somebody like tweeted out how like four weeks ago, everybody just kept talking about how it's shit and like, it's the murder capital, but there's still, I think, what was it Sunday night again? No overnight incidences again. Yeah. So, not like, yeah, Although not it's trending all over Instagram where it's people are posting the costumes, the bag costumes from like Halloween spirit store. Did you see this? Oh, I've been seeing it's like, them everywhere. They're so, oh my God. so, so this one is conservative guy scared of cities. Saw that thing on the news. Too many of those people there can't park my Ford super duty. Not scared, bro. Oh and it's God. like, literally like, it's like, I mean, it literally looks like every, it's just, it's so funny, but like these guys who are like, yeah, guns, guns, guns. They're like, yeah, Philadelphia's the shit. It's like, if you're really that manly and you're scared of the city, like, so anyway, my point being that yes, Philly desperately needs this. Um, and it's happening in every major city. It's, it's the aftermath of the pandemic. I mean, it's, it's based off of extreme poverty and despair. I feel like it's, yeah, it is. And, and we really need it here. And I think it's beautiful that we're getting the opportunity and the energy is still carrying into the thing. And so the Eagles, they'll resume this weekend as well. They'll play the Steelers and I can't believe they're playing again next Thursday night. Did you see my tweet earlier this week? I was like, everybody hydrate and get your steps in because like, what the hell? Like, we're just like, next so week here, insane. wait, but here's what's crazy. So the only day that there's not a world series game is the Thursday that the Eagles are playing the Texans in Houston. Like how freaky is that? And get this and get this. I'm flying to LA during the game. You are. Yeah. I'm flying Thursday night. I have an eight 50 flight. So I hope, I hope I could watch it on Amazon prime on the flight. You're going to, well, you've been having you something you know what? Whatever I have is rubbing off on you, but it's different. You're not, you're being blocked out of, you're being blocked out of Eagles games somehow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Look, uh, you know me with my passwords and I can't get yeah. batteries or I can't. Because the first time it was like the first game of the season, I was in South Carolina, literally tried to sign up for NFL ticket. It was this whole thing. Couldn't, could barely watch it. Then I was home at my parents like three weeks ago and all of a sudden they were playing the Steelers game. So I was that I had to like sign up for some secret link and like, it's just weird, weird, yeah. weird, weird. Yeah, and it's, so it's strange. Yeah. yeah Nick, and Nick Sirianni, he reminds me of like how Bryce adopted the city. I was thinking about him today because, you know, he's still, he's representing, he wears the Phillies hat and the Eagle shirt. And at first I was like, all right, whatever, dude. Like I kind of, you know, I like rolled my eyes yeah. trying to be one of us. Pander, pander. Yeah. I'm pander. But then I was thinking about him again and I'm like, you know what? He just still wears the shit and he doesn't care. So I feel yeah. like he, gen- he genuinely means it too. So he's growing on me too. I'm just, look at me. World series has me all soft. Well, two, two things. <laughs> one, Nick Sirianni, let's give him a shout out for going to see funny girl on Broadway. How oh, about that? that? <laughs> Wasn't that so great? I thought that was fantastic. And I like, again, like he's growing on me. I think just like as a person too, because I feel like it, like 
his personality is opening up. I think a lot of like po- a lot of positivity for the, yeah. of the team to kind of like feel like they can be themselves in a world of like toxic masculinity, which I think is really important. In yeah. NFL observations. And it was great just because so Leah Michelle's husband, Zandy, is from Philly. He's from the Burbs and is a massive Eagles fan. And so it was like a weird coincidence that he just happened to be there that night. And they, and he like freaked out and like, how cute that like Leah posted it. Like, cause she was so excited for her husband. Cause he was like, Oh my God, it's Nick Sirianni. Like it was so cute. Everybody wants to be a Philadelphia fan. Yeah. And then, so poor Jalen hurts who was born and raised in Houston and he's in the press conference today and they were like grilling and they're like, who are you ruined for? <laughs> like, that's sad. Like I, if he would have said, like he obviously gave the right answer, but like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be mad at him if he was, he's probably one of those things of like, if the, he's probably like, who after who's? you know what I mean? Like he probably is like, it doesn't matter who wins. Like I would be happy either way, but I do understand. Like if you literally your whole life, it would be like me, if all of a sudden, like I was on tell, you know, on the radio in Chicago and like, it was rooting against the Eagles. Like you can't just change affiliation that fast, you know? No, no. And I, yeah, I feel like I, I don't like that rule because I'll be damned if I move to another city. Like if I end up in New York or LA or like, you never know, one of those places in my career right. at some point, uh, you'll be driving, you'll be dragging me like, you know, down friggin' Hollywood Boulevard before I friggin' give up my fandom. Like I would right. expect that. Until you're like, there. go, if you're like, go Rams go giants like you would never do that no no even if I had to go as like well I mean I feel like I have to even if I moved there and attended casually like I, I still don't think I'd be able to um pretend to cheer because I'm like no I cannot yeah. well, my loyalty I, could, I could find myself I could see myself rooting for other teams as long as like Philadelphia wasn't involved you know, like I, I really, I do, I, I do like being a fan of things. So like, for instance, like when the chiefs were in the Super oh, Bowl, yeah, yeah. I was like really rooting for them. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, so would you wear like chiefs gear? Would you have gone out to uh, say you were going to a, a, say you were going to a Super Bowl party? Would you have gone out and bought chiefs gear for a party? No, I would have got, if I was invited to the Super Bowl by somebody in the chief's organization and they were like hey let's just say that i started dating somebody is from kansas city and they're huge kansas city fans and like we're going to the super bowl like i would wear a chief's gear if they were playing against the eagles and no obviously right but I, okay. but if i was like but if you and i just happen to get tickets if like somebody just dm'd us and was like hey girls love the lipstick league do you want to go to the game like i don't think i would wear chief's gear then right i would wear it if i was with somebody that was like a really big fan. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. No, it's funny because it's like, there's all these rules. There's all these like fashion rules that never get discussed that are, I feel like that come up and are applicable now, especially. But wait, aren't you doing the tailgate on Sunday? I'm going to the Eagles game on Sunday too, but aren't you doing, talk a little bit about the tailgate because I think people could still buy tickets. Yeah. You could still buy tickets. Um, It's what is, tell them what it is. It's the Turkey Day tailgate for Independence Bigs, um, Philadelphia. So I hosted it a couple years ago. God, I wanted to say 2016. And this year it's a little early. 
It's a Turkey Day tailgate in October. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So it's this Sunday. It's lot M and N at the link. I'll be hosting it. It benefits Big Brothers Big Sisters Independence. Um, the proceeds help the nonprofit continue to deliver the mentoring programs for the youth in Philly and South Jersey. So um, I've gone to some of their events before too. They their touchdown for fashion um, yeah. event. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, I think, used to do a lot of uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, yeah. So they're really involved uh, with the Eagles, uh, Independence Bigs, and you know, specifically changing the lives here in Philly. Um, DJ Martin will be performing, and yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be Primos Hoagies and Tito's, and yeah, it's going to be a great time. You can go to phillyprgirl.com and there's there's a link for the tickets. They range from twenty to forty five dollars based on your donation level. Um, it has yeah the bar with cocktails, local beers, DJ Martin cider, and a coffee bar. There's the tailgate with the TV, um, games. There's a surprise appearance from an eagle, and there will be a Thanksgiving inspired menu. So it's a great great time. It's a great cause. It's going to be a good game the uh yeah well maybe i'll stop by i don't know i'm going with i'm going with my best friend joe and his family so his uncle does a tailgate but maybe i'll just skedaddle over to yours well yeah well we'll see we can we can coordinate and yeah and then also the the huge trade robert quinn how he didn't like the fact that the phillies were getting all this publicity so he was like oh, i'm just gonna do a blockbuster trade i am not mad about that because look i was thinking about how he as well today I'm thinking about all this and I'm thinking man he sure as shit does well when his back's against the wall so thanks Howie if that's what it takes I'm yeah. fine with it and I'm here for the Eagles Phillies rivalry again because that was a fun time because both teams were like you know gun when the Phillies took over it was a baseball town for quite a few years here I it was oh yeah supreme but you know it's uh it's a Philly's a baseball town. It's the heart. Baseball is the heart of Philadelphia. Why do you think that? There's I think because the fan bases, right? Like, and that's what I mean. I my friends and I were talking about this, and that's where we came up with this. Um the Phillies are, I think, the heart of Philadelphia. There's like the nostalgia, right? There's the how they were the athletics and Shy Park, and then they formed into the Phillies and I just think that like there's something homey about baseball. It's just like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just kind of classic. And I mean, like thinking about growing up in Philadelphia, like hearing Harry Callis on the radio for my entire life, you know, right. thinking about the city, there's something that's just like classic and nostalgic to it. Yeah. That whereas, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And the Eagles are the DNA because it's like, that's like we're like that gritty like tough you know like that's kind of like the essence of our being and then yeah the flyers what did I say was like the nervous system because it's like we like punched it's like that's like when you you fight people and then the sixers were something else too I can't remember I have to ask my friend but it was funny it was like you know Donovan McNabb years was Eagles Town and then it was like Chase Atley, Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins then it was Philly's Town and then honestly from like what 2012 to 2017 was nothing town it was a it was a per, it was an unfortunate purgatory because yes, even in 2010 the, the Phillies were, were 
the flyers were good yeah they went to the stanley cup they lost but they went to the stanley cup and then but the phillies were still good you know what i mean because that was people forget that roy halliday and cliff lee were not on the, the world series team like that's what's that's crazy when you think about that I remember Mary Cliffmas when they signed them, the four aces, Royal Oswald. That was a great, that was a oh fun, my God. fun time. They thought that they were going to be, go back. That's a shame that they, that that team couldn't do it, but we are here now. And when we record next week, we'll probably have some sort of insight, right? On what's happening. Yeah. If, I if mean, it worked. Can we record next week? We're going to have to squeeze it in at least a celebratory episode of the Phillies. Oh, yeah. If I'm in a, I mean, the good thing about technology is that I could just whoop, pop open the laptop and away we go. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to do a long episode. I mean, we can just do, we can do a, a 15 minute celebratory episode. But yeah, the, the Eagles are back, obviously, after the bye. And uh, yeah, and, man, the Sixers, but we're going to get into that. And um, how about Ben Simmons really quick? Like how he is just, he's sucking, then he's, he's sucking more than he's ever sucked. It's crazy. I kind of feel, I feel bad for him. I, I don't know what, I feel bad for him. Right. And it's because I don't know if Maybe they look Carson. I don't know if we'll ever be able to shake this stigma of whatever it is that's like mentally blocking him from reaching his full potential because or is this the player that he always was and just performed better at a younger level? You know what I mean? Like the NBA. And I, I don't know if maybe that's like what's glossed over sometimes is they say a lot of times, and we've talked about this on this podcast before, college players and college coaches transferring into NFL players and coaches. Right. And I, I don't think it's the NBA as a whole. Like maybe... I don't know. I don't know what happened to that man. It's sad. Wait, ready? And then we're done. It's, should Doc Rivers be fired? Should they pull a Joe Girardi on Doc Rivers? Not yet. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Well, heard it here first. Not yet. I don't think so. Okay. And that, my friends, is another is, episode. Is, is it, now go listen to Taylor Swift and then report back on what your favorite songs are, we're leaving us a positive comment on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next week. Go Phillies. Mwah. Mwah.